Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pretty and... room board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you, Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So we've been thinking a lot about scams lately. Specifically, <laughs> specifically health-related scams. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you've you definitely had your fair share of experience with these More guys. More than fair share. Holy crap. Yeah. I'm like target number one in all of their eyes. Yeah, well, if you weren't so fucking woo all the time, they wouldn't be able to get you. You never know what could cure you. I mean, maybe. I know. I know. This, researching this hit me upside the head with the reality stick right. it hit you hard in the like oh i didn't even see that kind of shit right like yeah. how could i have not seen this before yeah and I, now everything i see i'm like ah, it's a fucking scam but a lot of it a lot of it's really clever it is okay very i clever. mean a lot of these people are marketing geniuses if they would just put their talents toward marketing something legit they could probably be really successful yeah they could i mean Arguably, a lot of them are successful with not something credible. Yeah, but, you know, that's stuff like that's almost always short-lived. Like, yeah, it, eventually the truth comes out about yeah, it. Eventually something's going to come out. They're going to get taken down. They might get in some kind of legal trouble. Yeah. I mean, if people would just be better, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as, of course. As usual. Yeah, as usual. Just, just do the right thing. Right. And good things will probably come back to you. Probably. But, they usually do. And yeah. when you do shit things, I don't care if your life falls apart because of it. Yeah, I'm not particularly sympathetic either. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of... I really wonder how many of the people think that what their thing is doing will actually help people. You know what I mean? Like, how many of it really is evil genius that we perceive, and how many of it they just think they're legitimately, like, finding a cure? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I wonder that, too, because there's a lot of different things that, coming from the chronically ill community, that I've stumbled upon of other people using and it helping them, helping with strong quotes. But I think that's, a lot of that is placebo effect, you know? And see, I agree with you. And there was this really big thing right when cancer and AIDS first, like, kind of hit mainstream. Really? Yeah, where it was, you would drink the high-quality peroxide. What? Do you know about that? No. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's awful. It's still a thing now, underground. I've heard I've heard of some some places that'll, that'll send... You know, it might be peroxide. It's something toxic that they're mm-hmm. encouraging people to give, like, their kids. Yeah. And, I mean, it's something I wish I'd have known you were going to bring up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, well, I mean, I never really know what this brain's gonna pick out, really. Yeah, that's I mean, part of the fun of doing the show. <laughs> Keep you on it your makes toes. Makes a little unexpected. <laughs> but I know I've heard of uh, the people who sell that living water too. Oh yeah, that shit is horrible. Yeah, I mean, let's just sell tainted water then. Yeah, I mean, that's we, true. We walked out to a pond. We scooped up a bunch of fucking water that we Ew. know has life in it. Yeah. And we're just going to bottle it and sell it to people? Or 
whatever container they're selling it in. It's beyond me. It's just asking for an infection. It really is. And I mean, look, I know people... And the people people that's marketed to outside of, you get two different communities that get kind of targeted with these things. The alternative community, the more woo-woo, hippy-dippy, me, and the chronically ill community, again, me. (laughs) Right. But stuff like this is just, I mean, I really think it's, that's, that's really common sense. Like, I know people drank water from streams and shit for a long time, you know, when they were... They also shitted their brains out and died. They just died. (laughs) You know, we don't have good record of that. No. Because, well, that's just what you did back then. I mean, dysentery was a real threat back then. And they thought you just got a demon or something. (laughs) (laughs) In some places, they probably still do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I could probably list a few people who still think that. Oh, yeah, I could too. Oh, yeah. But... Moving on. That's another show. <laughs> with these, so with these scams, we, we, we need to tread lightly. Yeah, we and do. And I just want to go ahead and say that if anyone feels like we're dancing around mentioning someone specifically, there's probably times we will be. And that's because we really are. It, it yeah. seems like it because that's what we're doing. We really don't need a lawsuit. No, we don't. Yeah. No. And My bank account cannot handle a lawsuit. I don't even need the stress, no, honestly. Oh God, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Look, no. I just... I just I'm in the middle of moving right now. <laughs> imagine, I'm preparing imagine to. Imagine next week I just get a fucking letter saying, oh, yeah, you need to be in court and, you know, wherever stupid ass place these people doing their business. First month of the podcast, we're yeah. already called into court. <laughs> right to court. Right Damn, to court. Damn, that's, that's got to be a record. This is what speak the truth. <laughs> they can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. But that life water thing, a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff with water, kind of, that people... Because water, especially... Yeah, you can get into the high alkaline, high pH, your different, the the crystal charged water. Yeah. And I'm a crystal person. Yeah, you are. And that's still like, what? Crystal charged water? Yeah. I, no, I'll well, charge my own like water. You, you're supposed to use water to cleanse the energy from the crystals, aren't you? Sometimes. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes Depending people do. Depending on whether or not it's like holy water. Yeah, some, well, not... <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you people are up to. It's usually moon water that moon water. people use to cleanse crystals with. Yeah, yeah. that's sacred moonlight. Mm-hmm. But some crystals can't get wet, so... Yeah, it'll break down the like minerals in them, right? Right, yep. So, good luck with your you know, special waters. It just seems waters. weird. I mean, even those water bottles, they're hella expensive. What water bottles? With the crystal, you've never seen the water bottles that have the uh, prism crystal. No, I think we're getting different Amazon recommendations. We probably are. (laughs) I I think you probably buy different targeted ads. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But those things, I really the the pH water thing. That's something I I tread really lightly around because a lot of people drink that pH water and they feel like it's making the biggest difference in the world to them. I don't feel like it makes a difference to me. However, I do feel like it tastes crisper. Well, a lot of the time, the things that they do to change the pH on it, they're putting different minerals and stuff in it. So you're getting like mineral water or some other kind of enriched water. It's right. not, you know, they they can't just, you know, heat it and do something to fuck with it to make the pH change without putting something into it. Okay. So it's definitely enriched with something. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not always bad. I mean, 
drinking mineral be. water. It can be, but I think most of these, especially the commercial ones, those are road tested well enough. I don't know? think that there's anything really special about the ones what we really buy. No. I think it's a whole scam in of itself. It is, but it's not really hurting people much. Unless no. they're spending too much money on it and right. it's hurting them financially. Right. Right. But drinking, you know, pH 8.4 water is not going to do you a bunch of damage. And look, you know, I, I do chemistry on a daily basis. When you drink the water, it's going into your stomach and it's getting neutralized by the acid in your stomach. You know, okay. it's it's not changing your entire body pH. If it is, then you have a major fucking organ failure. Okay, because your, well, your body somebody... regulates your pH itself with your lungs and your kidneys and a variety of other, you know. So somebody with autoimmune disease, could they benefit from pH water? Because that's pretty heavily marketed. It's pretty heavily marketed, but that's a pretty, it's a pretty narrow range of people that it could help. Right? Right. So, I mean, if your kidneys are failing, probably you're going to need more than a bottle of water that's a little bit alkaline. <laughs> Don't bank on the water feeling. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, I can agree with that. And your kidneys are one of the major, major things that, that fix that. Yeah. Um, same thing with your, your lungs, right? When you breathe in oxygen, it's raising the pH of your blood if it's getting acidic. Okay. Um, and they release, when you're breathing out carbon dioxide, that's, you know, doing this it, it's all a process that builds on itself There's, i oddly became very aware of my breathing while you're talking about it yeah that'll happen yeah <laughs> if you're talking about breathing it'll really fuck you up yeah i'm like okay breathe in deeper man yeah but the people who i know of who really drink this stuff and really believe in it mm-hmm. as long as i don't see them you know bankrupting themselves buying these alkaline bottles of water I'm not too worried about it. I, I agree with you there. I, if they I think have it helps friends them. that have that hella expensive water machine and they swear by it. Yeah. And I'm look, and I know people that drive to like facilities where you can fill up your water jugs through that specific machine. And that's fine. I've never done it, so I can't say it's fine. They're one probably the getting other. some minerals that they could be using. Yeah. Right. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just don't put all your eggs in that basket i wouldn't advise anyone to spend thousands of dollars on a machine that does that unless they're using it in an entrepreneurial kind of way right and have the facilities to yeah 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 to sell it i got you if you're a sick person at home who needs to be spending your money on other things to get you well maybe don't break the bank on a you know some water machine that can adjust the ph of your water it's it's not that big of a deal no i totally understand what you're saying but, but the, like people, with, the people who really feel like it's helping them, it doesn't do any good to run around bursting their bubble because no, the it placebo effect is a very real thing. And while, you know, in our culture, we're like, oh, you're being deceived and that's automatically negative. If you feel better, you feel better. Exactly. That's just I have it. no problem with the placebo effect. No, I, I once wrote a paper on how maybe we could try to integrate the placebo effect into medical treatments rather than just determining how well treatments work yeah i don't think that's bad i think it would be interesting i think it would be interesting and i think almost all of it would just be learning how to talk to patients in a certain way Mm -hmm. so be more of a psychological experiment mm -hmm. than a medical yeah Yeah. i mean 
you know, it might sound a little woo, but (laughs) there absolutely is that mind-body connection. There is. So There really is. I I, I take no issue with that. And the minerals that they're getting from it are probably good for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vitamins kind of work that way, too. You know, a lot of people might be a little bit vitamin deficient because, you know, our standard American diet is shit. Very shit. Yeah. So going and taking some vitamins probably isn't a bad thing, but what you should really be doing is changing your diet. Right. And if you are somebody that needs the vitamins and the supplements and everything, make sure they're from a credible source. Yeah. Because a lot of those are mostly fillers. A lot of those are complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the problem with vitamins that I see is a lot of people will get a bunch of vitamin supplements and they'll take the vitamin supplements, but then they think they're covered because they do that right right and and then they lack in their diet because they think that the the supplements and the vitamins have them covered as long as i took my multivitamin i don't have to make sure i eat whole foods of that many calories Yeah. yeah and you should be eating whole foods anyway right i mean eating the shit that we just culturally eat and especially in the south where we live in the yeah, you everything's know, deep southeastern fried US, covered in butter. We eat garbage almost all mm-hmm. the time. Everything is almost all bread, you know? Yeah. And it's just not good. It's why we have such a big problem with, you know, diabetics and people who have metabolic disorders. And obesity down here is rampant. Yeah. I mean, that's tied in with it, too. Yeah. So, you know, maybe if you're eating, you know, a good balanced portion of, you know, maybe meats and fruits and vegetables, you're not going to need those vitamins and on top of that you're going to feel better anyway yeah and i think god i'm tying all of the fucking research i had like together really really fast yeah you really Um, are you're zooming through this stuff (laughs) i mean we'll we'll run off on it but i definitely want to lay the groundwork it's like with with your diets everything changes with your diet and you can speak to that from experience yeah in a huge huge way I mean, you should, honestly, now. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Well, if you'll stop talking, I'll jump in. I was just waiting for you to cut me off like you always do. Oh, sorry. I mean, diet has played a huge role in my life. In the last two years, I've gone from eating not even the standard diet because I ate pretty clean beforehand. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, once, once I got into, right before I got into remission, I started addressing my diet. And that's when I started losing weight and I lost over 100 pounds and got focused on what my body needed. And I was going through nursing school, too, so it was really beneficial to learn the mechanics of what my body needed to make whatever else I needed. You right. know, So I was able to break it down and really get into my diet. And then once I got out of remission and was sick again, I was throwing up like for hours in the morning right and just started going on anti-inflammatory and then genetic testing and remove some shit like cheese and gluten okay (laughs) no look a lot of people have dairy issues they do a lot of people do they do and the change i saw in it i was never i was always one of those people that made fun of others like low-key you know if they came in (laughs) i'm sure it was low-key yeah i'm real low-key you were probably standing in front of the class in high school laughing at the lactose and cholera kid 
offering them ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> Absolutely bullying these kids to death. I was. And when I waited tables and worked at the bar and everything, I mean, if somebody ordered, came in and asked me for something gluten-free, I'm like, go somewhere else. <laughs> you <laughs> if know? you want a beer, that's hard to find. Yeah. You know, so... I, w- I became what I made fun of, and now I have to go to restaurants and be like, don't put butter on that. Do not cook my shit in That was butter. so funny. When we were at lunch, what, like a few weeks ago? Yeah. And the, the waitress is bringing rolls out to the table. You basically <laughs> almost screamed at her like an exorcist. <laughs> like, don't break that! Yeah. Like, basically, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> keep that butter away don't from me. bring that shit <laughs> yeah. near me it was bread and butter it was bread and, it was and that butter honey butter oh was it yes that yeah that's where they do the honey butter what's crazy is neither of us wanted the rolls that day no we didn't so i was really, so glad you didn't yeah i was so glad <laughs> I you should have just gotten them anyway you usually do you and that cheese dip anytime we go get mexican yeah just like i love doing that drowning yourself in cheese listen when we were we were eating mexican what two days ago yeah and I was so upset when they were corn tortilla chips. I don't think they were. You don't? Mm-mm. The waitress said like that they were. I felt like crap the next day. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you got excited and you were like, oh, wait, these are corn chips. I'm like, no, they're not. Those are definitely flour tortillas. And uh, the look on your face of just complete dejection. I was dejection. so upset. <laughs> yeah. I was so upset. It made my day, really. And then I asked the waitress, she's like, maybe I had the chip in. She was like, yeah, yeah, they're corn. I had it in my mouth. And she's like, maybe. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to need you to check on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she was wrong. <laughs> good. good. No, not good. <laughs> Man, screw you. No. But so a lot of, a lot of these... We haven't even been talking about eating healthy food here either. I mean, this is us eating restaurant food, but those are your days that you kind of splurge a little bit. Yeah, it does. So, I think people get really into, t- like, detoxes and juice cleanses and everything. Mm-hmm. And See, I took a problem with that. Okay, so this is where we're going to disagree. Okay. <laughs> Detoxing. Because <clears throat> if you, I mean, they can look through the show notes and the footage link the youtube and all that but if you listen to them they say detoxing is foo-foo bullshit i strongly disagree strongly disagree okay because that is something that and that might be for the average person and i can understand that if your body functions normally Mm -hmm. so a lot of the things that they would mention, you know, that your body naturally detoxes on its own. It doesn't need help, blah, 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 blah. That's great if you've got a normal functioning body. But if you don't, like someone like me, anytime I'm treating, I detox. I do three detox things at least every single day. So what I think is happening when you detox, I don't think it's that you're drinking some, you know, especially powerful juice or whatever that's cleaning you out the way it should be. Mm Mm-hmm. I think now I didn't do any of those crazy juice ones that they that they talked about, where you just drink the cayenne pepper water lemon yeah, honey. That shit. stuff is no, I didn't do that. Yeah, well, especially the way that those are marketed, those are almost all radical weight loss things, right? And they're just they're you can draw a pretty direct link straight back to like those old crazy housewife diets. Yeah, you can. You know that were. You know, I'm sure you can get on a feminist high horse about that all day. Do you know how many of those stupid fucking diets I've been on in my life? 
Mm, oh probably a lot. my God. Yeah. A cabbage soup diet, a vegetable soup diet, where you literally made this one pot of soup and that was all you ate for every single meal. For like a week? It was for longer than that, but... Well, that's awful. It was terrible. And that's a great way to get yourself some malnutrition. Right. right? It was terrible. But I think that when people do these cleanses and they feel better, I think it's just that they, they've they stopped putting the shit into their body. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just giving it some time. To clean out. To clean out. Okay. Yeah. So the, the whole thing of like, I'm going to do a juice cleanse. Uh, and look, maybe some of these juices do have a lot of antioxidants in them or something. Mm-hmm. But if you're a person who drinks you know, even a decent amount of coffee, you're getting enough antioxidants already, right? Yeah. If you eat plenty of blueberries or something, mm-hmm. there are plenty of foods that have a lot of antioxidants. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will do these cleanses and they're like, oh, these toxins are gone. Mm-hmm. And it's really just that, no, you've stopped shoveling shit into your face for long enough that your body's had time to process it. Okay. I see what you're saying with yeah. that. I don't, I'm not hard against cleanses and everything i am pretty i don't think juicing is good because juicing especially in an area like where we live where people have so many issues with uh blood sugar Mm -hmm. and obesity they'll lose weight because they're not getting enough calories but what's happening is they're the calories that they are getting are going to be almost all glucose and when you juice you're not even getting the fiber Right. Mm-hmm. You're just getting the sugars out of what you're eating. Okay. And it's like it doesn't go through the normal digestive process. So uh, even on a, a system like Weight Watchers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were going to eat a banana, that would only be like that might not be any points. Actually, I think it's one point. One point. I've been on Weight Watchers. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you were to make a shake and put a banana in it and blend it up and just drink it, it's more. Okay. Because hmm. when you chew a banana, the, using the saliva in your mouth starts breaking it down earlier and it gets... Well, and you burn more calories because of the mechanics as well Yeah, having but to eat it. I, I would say that's almost negligible. Okay. Right. I've, I've heard of some things like, like lettuce or something Celery. having net Celery, negative calories because it takes calories. more. Yeah. Yeah. But stuff like that, I don't, I don't know that it holds up that well scientifically. So you don't think that, I'm not saying juicing as your primary source of dieting, okay, of your diet, of your intake of calories or whatever, but do you think juicing in injunction with your, a healthy diet is beneficial? Because I do. It depends on how much you do, right? Okay. So if you're eating a really healthy diet. And I'm not saying like juicing just vegetables. I'm saying like, I mean like just fruit, I'm saying vegetables too. If it's vegetables, it's better than fruit. Yeah. Because fruit, I mean, some people call fruit nature's candy. It is. Yeah. It's a treat for me. It, it, is. it mm-hmm. is. Once you stop eating really sugary foods, I mean, there was a long time where I didn't eat anything sweet for like six months. Yeah. Right? And by the end of that six months, I would eat a piece of lettuce and it would feel kind of sweet to me. Mm-hmm. And Sweet potatoes are sweet as hell to me. Yeah. I love them. So these things, if you're if you're juicing a lot of fruit then it's probably not going to be that good for you because you're basically just, I mean, you might as well go drink. I can see not doing the fruit, but I think juicing vegetables would be a healthy, beneficial thing. If you're someone who will not eat vegetables. Okay. If you're someone who If that's who the only won't. way you'll consume them. Yeah. 
that's a good way to get some of the minerals and vitamins and the different things that they have in them. But one of the biggest things with eating vegetables is most vegetables are pretty high in fiber. Mm-hmm. And fiber is super, super important for your gut health. Right. I mean, pr- one of the most important things for your gut health. Yeah. And juicing, you're not really going to be getting the fiber that you should. Okay. I can't really speak to it. I know that it's something I want to incorporate into my treatment protocol, kind of how I do stuff. Mm -hmm. So I know a little bit about it. I know people that have seen some benefits from it. So it's something I personally would like to try and see. I think if you're doing like one a day, it's probably good. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Not not these people who use them as meal replacements. No, 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 no. I Um, wouldn't do that. Yeah. If you're drinking, especially, you know, maybe in the morning, if you're someone who has very rushed mornings maybe mm-hmm. um if you were to make a shake with like you juice something and then you use the juice in a shake with something that you've also blended up that's yeah. not just going to be straight juice that's probably very good for you yeah see that's what my plan is is yeah. to add something like that in the mornings because i do the intermittent fasting now so i don't eat in the mornings or anything yeah and that's supposedly very good for you too yeah it is so i've been trying that and i'm seeing I mean, I feel like I've seen some improvement. My cognitive seems to be better in the morning than it was. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I start feeling sick at my stomach a little sooner still, but I think that's just because of my body right now that I've still got healing to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm thinking adding something like juicing towards like two hours before I would stop fast yeah i mean that would, would break help. your fast anyway because you'd be getting calories right but i think but, like if i added something like that so it's not me consuming a big meal or something like that it's an ease in maybe to having food i feel like if i don't know it looks sounds if you're good feeling in my head. sick toward the end of your fasting maybe you should be fasting a shorter period yeah so you know if, i get if like all spinny heady and sick like yeah. sick at my stomach so you would want to shorten your fast anyway right there's not necessarily a it's not necessarily a bad thing inherently to do it the way that you're talking about, but I don't think it would make that big of a difference if you were just going to start eating two hours earlier either. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I just want to add juicing in to see. I've tried so many different other things. Like I don't, I'm not one to want to knock something that somebody tries in our community, right? Unless I've tried it myself. Mm-hmm. Even if I've tried it myself, I'm not going to knock it completely and it didn't work unless it caused damage, and then it's just going to be a hey, just caution, you can try this, but this is what it did to me Yeah, kind of thing. And juicing something that's really, really big, and so I want to try that to see what my views are on it. Yeah. So, and it's not something that would be harmful to try, so why not? In the way that you're talking in the about, way it's I'm talking. to try. Yeah. So the problem I see with a lot of these juicing things is a lot of people get in on these MLMs, multi-level marketing projects. Yeah, they do. Uh, projects where they sell juicing supplies and basically try and prescribe diet plans where you're using juicing for your meals and things of that nature, right? Um, They really often, they advocate for like these juice cleanses where, like I said earlier, you're only getting the the glucose really from whatever they're using in the juices. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's not, it's not good for you. Dude, their not. marketing on that stuff is on point. Yeah. I know several that like planned and they package it and there's such this like 
sneaky little way that we're all going to do this, you know, every so every six weeks we're going to get together and we're going to do this thing where we consume three of these shakes and we put on three of these wraps a day or what have you. We'll put on wraps? Yeah, you don't know about the wraps. So like those those things to change the shape of your body? Those weight loss. Those are wrap? terrible. Those oh, are horrible, horrible, they're horrible. They're so expensive. They're really bad for you. Yeah, they are. They, they fucking... Those those wraps. So no, not the waist trainers. Okay, not the waist trainers. Okay, those we can are talk terrible. about those too. Because no. you you Ooh, my feminist those. friend. Oh those. You can fucking get mm. on. Look, how long did women have to work to get out of corsets? Exactly. We stepped away from the corset because it was destroying the female body. What in the fuck happened to feminism that we're willingly putting ourselves back into these devices yeah how did this happen ladies tell and, me and please look, tell me and it's not the same like these people who wear these i mean new versions of corsets to train their bodies to be shaped a certain way mm-hmm. okay that's fucking with your organ placement it is it's it's messing the it's way messed that up you're your back your spine yeah. your nerves it's different than someone who is wearing a certain outfit and wants to put some spanks on. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, I well, mean, because I would do that. Yeah, if you're a person who wants to do that for an evening, you know, or for a day, for your where dress, you want to, lay your dress right. to lay right, right, that's completely different. Totally different than wearing these things. All I've day, worn every day. an actual corset out to a punk rock show. I yeah. mean, I have no oppose to doing it as a fashion statement or as something. You know, in a junction with the fashion yeah, moment. Yeah, but don't make it... But don't make it part... I know women that have slept in them. If that's, I, f- I feel so bad for these people. I do. T- how do you sleep? <clears throat> I can barely sleep in a, like a t-shirt, let alone <laughs> a fucking waist trainer. Exactly. No. Yeah, I really... This is... Th- that's less of a health scam and more just like a cosmetics kind of scam. Yeah, it is. But still, it's, it's, bad, a scam. it's bad for your health. It's, it's not terrible. good for you. It's not actually improving anything. It's not. It's so temporary. If you take a string and wrap it around your finger, you're going to get a change in shape. Right. It's the same concept. Exactly. An it's hour later, it's going to go back to normal. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if you do it for weeks at a time, you Eventually can permanently gonna... change your body you in can. a way I mean, that's you can not see people. Like that have been married for a long time and they've had this the rings gotten too small. Mm-hmm. If they take it off, their finger has formed an indention. An indention where the ring used to be. But that's not healthy. Like for your in, internal your squishy bits. Your squishy like, bits. <laughs> your squishy bits. Well, even your bones. Yeah. Your bones don't need to be out of place. But that's, that's the very, most very pliable bad. like part of your body. Yeah. You know, that's the part that naturally even animals protect why would you go jacking with that you know like it's just uh uh yeah have more self-esteem about your body ladies like you're perfect if he don't like your curves get somebody that does if you don't like your curves you can do something about them you can i have i mean i've lost 150 pounds at one time exactly so i mean if you like it, was, mine was because of diet, one hundred percent, and because of all the medication, steroids, you know, all of that shit had been pumped into my body. I blew up like a freaking balloon, mm-hmm. you know. And once I started 
I wanted my my weight had gotten so high that I was like, holy crap, I've got to do something about this. And got off all the medicine and started eating healthy and started losing the weight and felt so much better about yeah. myself. And once you're doing it the right way, the when you see the change in yourself, it's exceptional. It I is. Mean, the the noticeable And you keep it off better that way. And yeah, you do I've because still you kept have to change off. your lifestyle. Some, most of it off. Yeah. When you change your lifestyle, I mean I know everyone's heard this and everyone hates it because you don't get the results that you want as fast as you want. No, you don't. And that's and it's frustrating. But the thing is, it's more frustrating when you see yourself gaining the weight back. It really and is. And I've done that. I've done that. I mean, I was able I was I'm thankful that I started gaining the weight back because of sickness. Because I think if I would have started gaining the way back without something like that, I mm-hmm. think it would have really done a my mind damage on me. It it fucked me up a little bit. Because it's messed me up. Like, I mean, I've still got, I think I've got like 20, 25 pounds more to lose to get back to where I want to be. Right. And I've, it, that fucks with me. I can't imagine if I had done this just from being a dumbass and eating shitty stuff and, you know. Not yeah. doing right. Or like me. Like just, you. <laughs> like, like me, who just is really into craft beer. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go drink, you know, four different craft beers in a sitting just because I want to try it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those things have a lot of calories. They have a lot. A whole lot. A whole lot. So, yeah, when I started getting back into those, I, I put on a lot of what I'd taken off. Yeah, and you got more busy and you started eating fast food more, like shit yeah. more often. Yeah, stuff I could just get quickly and mm-hmm. throw it in my face and go to sleep. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's a trap you fall into. and you It really, is. It's easy to. Yeah, it's really easy to. I, I feel like there's a some greater, you know, societal scam we could talk about with that. Oh, but yeah. That's that's a bigger picture than we're prepared to address today. <laughs> yeah, I, there is. I, also, I really, clever marketing. <laughs> yeah. I really just... I, I hate to see people falling into the traps that are laid all over. They're our everywhere. They're, they're really, really are everywhere. God, they're and, everywhere. And look, they're not they're not these little things on these small scale you know, like they're they're not the person selling fucking horse dewormer. No, they're not. You know? They're not just that. There's also I mean, hell big pharma is a great is a example. scam in and of itself. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that they inflate the price of their drugs. Right, so, I think for different reasons, but I agree on that one as well. No, no. <laughs> Look, a lot of those reasons I'll go down the rabbit hole with you. I know you will. Okay? But just on the obvious front end of it, so say you're someone who takes uh, Prozac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prozac is fluoxetine. There's a generic fluoxetine that you can buy. Um, I don't even think that's the antidepressant in vogue anymore, but it's a good example. I'm right? so out of the loop with pharmaceutical brand names now that I couldn't help if I tried. Yeah, but so a lot of people... I know them from back then. A lot of people take that. Abilify's big right now again. I don't even know. Everybody I know is getting on Abilify. Well, a lot of people, at least, you know, back early 2000s were taking Prozac, right? Mm -hmm. And you can buy, I mean, the designer, (laughs) basically... The name brand. The designer name brand Prozac... Mm -hmm. For some exorbitant amount of money, I, actually, I don't know how much it costs. But I don't know. It's probably it's it's expensive. I'm sure. Probably. Right? And then you can just you can ask your doctor and say, "Is there a generic to this?" And it's fluoxetine. And do you know what the difference between the generic and the 
name brand is? I know on most drugs that I've ever been on, it was several hundred dollars. Not just the monetary difference, but the production difference. Oh, the production difference. Yeah. Oh, it's like one, they only have to change one thing in the formula. And it's the fillers, not the active ingredients. Yeah. The active, yeah. In, the active ingredient has to be the same at the same dosage mm-hmm. or, or prescribed in a way that you'll get the same dosage. Right. Um, on top of that, uh, the reason that the name brand drug is as expensive as it is, is because they're, they're boosting their budget so much for marketing and packaging and packaging, the packaging makes yeah. a difference the advertising if they've got farm you know pharma reps out there selling it to doctors they've got to pay their salary exactly. i mean and they got to pay for thing. these big big dinners they're putting on for these doctors all the and all, you know all these types of things they actually made it um where farm like pharma representatives can't give out pins and shit anymore yeah it's illegal for them to give uh doctor's gifts now mm-hmm. whereas they used to do that a lot a whole a whole lot, lot. a whole doctors lot. used to get a lot of swag from these people tons of yeah swag. but they can still put on dinners that they are can still to do be, things on the down yeah, low little, yep. mm-hmm. like oh well look i've bought bring lunch them lunch today mm-hmm. yeah that's a real big thing that's a huge thing um but as far as the actual production line of it goes i i had this chemistry teacher once who who was talking to us about this and she said the primary difference is the way that they do quality control, mm-hmm. and for so for so testing a, a name afterwards? brand a name brand um, medication like that, they'll have more frequent, like, say imagine a conveyor belt with pills going down it. Mm-hmm. Now, no part of me thinks this is how that they do that. <laughs> we're just gonna right? say hypothetically. But we're just gonna say that's how they do. Okay. Yeah. There's a conveyor belt with pills going down it, like you see if you look in the back room of a fucking Krispy Kreme. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. So, let's say one every ten pills, one out of every ten pills gets taken Mm -hmm. and then sent off to a lab and they dissolve it and put it onto a machine that comes back and tells the purity of each compound in the pill. Sounds a lot like your job. That is uh, (laughs) very much like my job. Sounds a lot Uh, like your job. Well, that's why I can speak to this as right, well as I right. can. But I mean, so, we need to say that so people know that... I know what I'm talking you about. You know what you're talking about. This uh, is what you do. Yeah. So Not with pills. For the name brand, they might grab one out of every 10 that goes down that conveyor belt and takes it and checks on it so that they can see, okay, this is still going the way it's supposed to. You know, the batches that they've been making aren't messed up in right. some way or another. Something hasn't or, like miscalibrated. Yeah. Yeah, For yeah. the generics, they might grab one out of every twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, it's you know. Ooh. Okay. Less stringent, but at the end of the day, they're still checking it so often that they have to be as good. I don't trust any of that stuff, man. Every other day, you see a new lawsuit against some, you know prescription some drug that did something or it's getting pulled from the shelf because it's giving people cancer or heart attacks or aneurysms or i don't know just everything like they're gonna bleed out their fucking eyeballs or something i don't know that shit's scary to me i don't i do not do pharmaceuticals rarely do over the counter but i'll tell you what i think the reason that you see that as much as well one reason one reason that you see that as much as you do is because those are what's being used the most. Right? Okay. 
So say it's the most popular one. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. So yeah. you know, it's just it's like like with every other thing, a lot of people are going to react differently to different things. Right. So maybe once you you know say we we were talking not too long ago about how aspirin can be made from the bark of a willow tree. Mm-hmm. Right. Now say the big company that everyone knows the name of that makes aspirin. <laughs> Say that company gets into hot water because something that they put into the aspirin. Haven't they before? I feel I don't like think there's for, I don't a think they have aspirin, aspirin conspiracy. But it was, no, it I feel was, like there is. They got in trouble for powder, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. But say that happened. Oh, I know they got in trouble for the powder. Yeah, for the powder. Yeah. Um, But say that happened with the aspirin and it was a big story that didn't get pushed down because the establishment media didn't get paid off to not talk about it right (laughs) this is where i'm a conspiracy theorist so what you're saying is the youtube channels picked it up and told everybody what was really going on yes the youtube YouTube and podcasters the youtube channels picked it up and they had good evidence and they were right Right. (laughs) and it went wide and everyone found out about it right okay so then some jackass like me is like okay let's grow a bunch of willow trees Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make organic aspirin and it's only gonna be the active ingredient right and instead of putting it in little pills, I'll sell little vials, mm-hmm. right? And you can, you know, take the little shot of whatever it's going to be, and it'll be equivalent to that dose of aspirin. Yeah, which I'm all on board for you having a lab and doing one day. Look, I would love to do that. I would love for you to. I have a list of different um, herbal extractions I'd like you to pull off for me. I want to do them. I know I you do. do. <laughs> we got to get you that so, lab. Yeah, so let's say that happens one day. Okay, let's say that next week the the big aspirin crisis breaks, and then six months from now I've got a product I can take to market. Right. Um, two years from then, people start getting sick from my product, even though I've done everything above board. Mm-hmm. Just because all of a sudden there's mass consumption of the product that I've made, and people start reacting to it negatively. Right. Yeah. Because you just can't. You can't control for every single different type of person. Now, I understand that. In clinical trials. Yeah. Right. You can't. There's yeah. no way to. I mean, and I mean, I guess there are ways to limit the problem, mm-hmm. um, which if you did something like this, I would, of course, insist upon all of your trial subjects to have genetic testing beforehand so that we would limit any possibility of reaction because that's when someone like me has those uh mutations that we have those bad reactions i think that would be a really good idea i think it would be, be an excellent to be normal yeah. you know procedure mm-hmm. to see different people with different types of you know genetic factors having the small variations that might occur with people right right i think you know one day when gene sequencing is even you know simpler and cheaper than it is now which i mean now compared to 20 years ago it's you know chump change when what was elizabeth's thing what was it oh, i'm gonna say the name wrong theranos when that becomes a real thing <laughs> yeah Blood, so that was amazing yeah, that woman so, yeah, was the creepiest she was very ooh, weird Ooh, cringe factor 1000 yeah so someone could certainly say that you know, us calling the pharma thing isn't just a scam, it's just corruption. But I don't, I think there's a real hair to split. 
Yeah, you know? it is. I mean, scams and corruption. I mean, what are scams other than just blatant corruption? Exactly. I mean, one goes hand in hand. Right. You can't have one without, you can't have a scam without corruption. Right. You can have corruption without a scam, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. That would be like, yeah, that would that would be another, arguing semantics. <laughs> that's that's a semantic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, while the pharma company could be just called scam, uh, corruption, <laughs> <laughs> while it could just be called uh-huh, corruption. Like, God, if there's ever a drug company that's just called scam. No, no. While what they're doing could just be called corruption. Right. Um, something like Theranos. Because that's it, a scam. Because it was purely a scam, right? Because like pharma companies definitely do things that do help people. Can, they can. They can. Yeah, I can do can. Right. I'll give you can. So the medication, like someone who's taking name brand Prozac and it's working for them, it's good that it's working for them. And if it's working for you, I highly recommend you to look into the clinical studies that were just released from John Hopkins on psychedelic mushrooms. They just passed the first clinical trial and it greatly improved PTSD, depression, and anxiety. Yeah, and all that's very Strongly exciting. Strongly look into that. Yeah, all of that is very, very exciting. It really is. Yeah, and I would I would love to see things shift more toward that than these SSRIs that people are taking. I think um, it's so much more beneficial and if you can get it from the earth in a natural way, why would you not? Yeah, you know, it well, just seems what like you're it really would... going to hate is once all these clinical trials pass and they just start treating psilocybin like, like you know, any other drug. Like they did with Marinol, which is yeah. synthetic THC. Yeah. And which it messes people's hearts up. It messes them up so yeah. bad. So oh. that'll happen. It will. That'll happen. There's already one that's a nasal spray that's in Guatemala that um, I saw that's a, psych- a psilocybin nasal spray. That's um, pharmaceutical based there because it's legal there. For right, <clears throat> so it'll happen. I still will eat it out of the ground and get it yeah. myself. <laughs> well, look, and I, I have no objection to that at all. Right, look, if it's the active ingredient that works and you can get it in a way that's not going to be you know run through all these different processes and it works for you, perfect. Right, that's that's just fine. Especially if you can walk out into a pasture and get it instead of having to go pay, you know, $25. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very much. Mm -hmm. That's preferable. It is. I mean, I mean, even the mushrooms and stuff, I've gotten my dad into like geeking out about mushrooms and we're going to go. Not um, psychedelic mushrooms. Not psychedelic. Regular mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Regular mushrooms. Yeah. Um, But I didn't realize that like lion's mane grows wild out here does it really yeah and i had no idea oh that's awesome so i mean you can go and get one of the most beneficial medicinal mushrooms in your local forest Mm -hmm. like in the woods and everything that's so cool to me that you can get something that someone like uh i'm gonna say the last name wrong so paul stamets stamets um that has built his whole career upon you know turkey tail and lion's mate that you can go out into a place and get that top name medicine for yourself yeah. that's amazing to me it's i mean it's really i cool. love that so one thing last time i watched him talk about it at length uh something that he mentioned is that it's not the the mushroom fruit itself but the mycelium that's the best for that mm-hmm. so that's going to be the baby versions of it kind of right you know not not like one if you see a big lion's mane growing somewhere out in the woods that's great. Get it. I'm sure there's, you know, it'll be good for you mm-hmm. in some way. 
But I know he sells supplements. Yeah, he does. And those are based on the mycelium. Right. And supp- I want to get his like stuff. That, supplements like that I can really get behind. I can too. Especially because, because that's, he's... That's something that most people aren't going to know how to do. And he's provided the, you know, standalone research for it. This guy knows his shit. He's done his research and he provides it openly. Yeah. That's a big thing with these medical scams. They're going to claim, I mean, these places are sophisticated and they claim that they have, you know, these medical studies behind it. You start scrolling through and looking at the medical studies and it has absolutely nothing to do with the product they're selling. Yeah. Well, you know, something I just thought about, too. Um, one thing we talked about doing in this episode was going over different ways to spot scams. Yeah. Right. And I was just thinking about how, for one, we ha- in, in America, we allow big uh, pharmaceutical companies to advertise their drugs. Right. Which is, to me, Terrible. completely unethical. Right. It's horrible. It should never be done. We're one of, like, two countries that do that. And it's the other repulsive. one isn't one you would think is a good one. Yeah, right? it's repulsive. Um, one of the th- one of the big things with scams is they throw out a list of um, questions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some people will call it a yes list. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you experience this? Does this happen to you? Oh, those. Do you feel this? Everything that everybody. You know, like, do you have headaches? Do you have yeah. anxiety? Do you have trouble sleeping at night? Yeah. Do you have heartburn? And like every single yeah. person on the planet yeah, has these things. Yeah, everyone's got it. Yeah. And it primes you to, it's it's like when you're a kid and someone's like, um, they get you to say a word over and over again mm-hmm. and then they'll ask a question, you know, they'll get you to say something, they'll be like, do you like jelly beans? Yes. Do you like... A cool breeze, yes. Do you like this? Yes. Do you like this? Yes. And then they'll throw something horrible in, and you've gone on autopilot because they've asked you so many and questions. You, yes. And then you just say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they do the same thing with these scams. Right. Right. They'll they'll put you in a position of saying yes and yes and yes and yes until you're psychologically, you know, conditioned to just say yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing of what they do, and that's a lot of what you see in the ads for the pharmaceutical companies. Right. Uh, on top of that they'll name a problem that you haven't really even thought of, mm-hmm. right? You'll be like, you know, I haven't thought of it, but that is a problem for me. I really didn't think the dry mouth and, you know, mm-hmm. was a big deal, but maybe it is. But maybe Whoa, it maybe is. something's wrong exactly. with me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, regular, you know, run-of-the-mill, you know, maybe like telemarketer scams, telemarketer scams <laughs> will do that. Yeah. Uh, but... The, the the same techniques are employed by bigger organizations in as well. flashier ways in flashier ways yep exactly think about and they'll they'll appeal to authority in ways that don't quite make sense so you know what really irks me about the MLM thing what is that it's not a company approaching you they get it so that it's your friends and family approaching mm-hmm. you and they put them in a desperate position so yep. that they need to come and try and turn on you to do it right i mean i've been approached by a lot of these companies before to sell things and if i wasn't such a hard ass i probably would have been convinced to sell them by now yeah because look they drive a hard game man uh a real hard yeah they do well look i had uh, a person very close to me a relative actually who was selling essential oils right yeah and 
Look, I know a lot of people... And those get expensive with those MLMs. Yeah, they do. Good yeah, God. Do. Those people... There are a lot of people who really like essential oils. And I do. And I have a whole look, box of I them upstairs. Great. Look, aromatherapy and stuff, I think that kind of thing is great. Right? And I use it for topical um, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are a lot of uses for essential oils because a lot of those are going to be things that are basically like the distilled properties of herbs and stuff too. Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of herbs on this show. Very big uh, fan. I don't have an issue with that, but a lot of the way that these essential oils get marketed, they advocate using them in ways that don't make sense. Yeah. Like this, this person who I'm thinking about, who is very close to me. Okay. This is after I've gone to college and gotten a degree in biochemistry and you could turn and ask me a question about something vaguely scientific and I could give you some form of an answer. Right, right. It was still fresh. This person I saw trying to sell some essential oils to someone and told them, if you have a stomach ache, you can rub this one on your stomach and your stomach ache will go away. That doesn't make any fucking sense and you know it. Depending on what oil it was. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, no, it doesn't. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. It doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't. A topical application for a stomach ache. I mean, I've done topical stuff for a headache and it worked, though. Yeah, but headaches largely are due to muscles on your scalp. Yeah, and I have done oral things like peppermint oil, um, not an essential oil and just put it in my mouth, but I had like little pearls that were peppermint Mm -hmm. oil. And I would take those for my stomach and that worked. But I've never done anything topical on top of my stomach and it worked. Well, I mean, taking something like that, that's going to be like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I don't think they make it anymore, but they made this drug that my mom would give me that would make my stomach ache go away. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't even remember what it was called. If I did, I wouldn't say it. Yeah, yeah. But she would give me this. And I remember at some point during my childhood... I go to my mom and I'm like, hey, can I have this? And she was like, oh, no, they don't make it anymore. Mm. And I mean, there are medicines that can help like that. Yeah, there are. And taking, you know, whatever you were taking, you know, I don't know what the active ingredients in it were, but if that helped, it helped. Right. But you weren't just rubbing it on your skin. Well, and it's it wasn't peppermint getting... is a natural. Yeah. Um, it soothes all the acids on your stomach. OK, I don't I can't think of the name of it. But it's a like it soothes all those acids in your stomach. I, I don't know how you soothe and an ginger acid. does too. I don't know how you soothe an acid. I don't know either. I'm, I mean, that's probably the <laughs> I wrong mean, word. It might if you're having stomach lining issues. Maybe it'll help. And ginger helps. Ginger helps. Yeah. I do I have those cube gingers that I'll eat? Yeah. So look, stuff like that, I don't. I don't have an issue with. And there are uses for things like essential oils, but the way that they get marketed, once you've gotten into a MLM, you are you're in t- a terrible situation because you need you to are. sell them so bad that you will say the bullshit just to get the sale. You will, and I, you have the pressure from your upline, and then you've invested money in a lot of these things. You have to buy them beforehand, and yeah. then you sell them. Yeah, it's or not, you have to buy this like thousands of dollars of kit, and then you sell that. Right. You know, like that gets really, and they're. They go after housewives. They go after people that, and I say go after because that's what they do. They see them as prey. They they do do. not see these people as, you know, comrades. There was that whole, there's several of them 
that have collapsed recently and people have come out specific about one was a legging company <clears throat> and that these women had mortgaged their house to buy this shit because they get so into it and it's this whole culture of we have a community here it's us and all of our girlfriends and we're drinking wine and having fun mm-hmm. and it's just a marketing scam. They're trying to sell you this lifestyle that doesn't exist. Yeah, and then on top of it, once you get involved, if you don't perform, it's like you're betraying all your girlfriends. Right, right. Yeah, it is. And it's it's despicable. It, it's, it really is. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, look, the the one of the biggest things I want people to watch out for is if there is a big list of questions that seem like they could apply to a lot of people, it's probably not as legit as it should be so my key takeaway if they have an outrageous cure rate yes if it is a yes. cure rate if it 80 percent is... and above run yeah i'm sorry that just screams scam and i know some places that don't seem like they would be untruthful people but if you have just dig deeper. If someone has an outrageous cure rate, please dig deeper. Don't right. let that be your basis for shelling out money for some kind of treatment. Yeah. I mean, the odds are, if there's an outrageous cure rate, then it's going to get picked up by someone bigger. Exactly. Right. If it's Especially if it's a small local shop, then they probably don't have the answer. Right. Now, they might have a few things that can help you some, but if they're like, no, we figured out the cure to X, Y, or Z, then the problem is... LMNOP <laughs> isn't covered, right? Yeah, uh, and the, th- that goes into another one. If they're claiming that they can cure everything from, you know, a stump toe to Alzheimer's. With the same treatment? With the same treatment, almost, that's almost a red certainly, flag. Almost yeah. certainly it's bullshit. Exactly. I really, and, and if, what they're boasting is we have this sudden breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that it it's always only breakthrough us. science. Yeah, it's always some big new yeah. breakthrough. Yeah. Then that nobody was, else knows. Yeah. We've stumbled upon yeah. it. Somebody else would know if yeah. it was <laughs> if it was that I great. agree with you and it's hard. I mean, we've had things where I've been almost excited about a treatment or something like that. Because I'm feeding into that and I'm eating it up because I am their target audience and I just want to get better no matter what. And I am open to alternative things. Right. I do think that there can be cures found in someone's basement garage. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, cures are found by accident. Right. But there's times you've had to bring me back down and, you know, even just us discussing it. And building the questions back, I'll start hearing myself and go, okay, this is this is a scam. Yeah. Another thing is appeals to scarcity, too. Right? It so, does what? Uh, an appeal to scarcity. Yeah, it does. So, you know, if they say, look, we have this sudden new cure, but we've only, you know, since we're such small scale, we can only, you know, do it for these certain number of people right now. Mm-hmm. And since we can only do it for these certain number of people, it's going to be really, really expensive. And another thing about expensive, so if they offer an affiliate program type discount, if you get treatment here, you, word of mouth, you'll get a discount. Yeah, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. No. Um, I really... You do not get discounts on CAT scans. Why would you think you would get discounts 
you know, in the alternative health world. Yeah. You just don't. Well, especially for things for things that are going to be alternative health related, if they really have discovered this great new treatment or cure or breakthrough or whatever it is, if they really, really think that it works, especially if it's run by a medical doctor, mm-hmm. those people have the resources to get clinical trials done, to get absolute evidence that it does work. Okay, if they're running it out of their shop saying, okay, we've got the cure here, but we haven't gone and gotten it proven, that's a red flag to start with. Yeah, it but is. But if, if it's a real medical professional trying to, you know, push this and they haven't done that, when they know that if they do go do that, they can then get their treatment covered by insurance. And grants. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I I mean, there's some research coming out that I didn't even know that there was a specific doctor in the Lyme community researching. And I have a lot of respect, and even when I told you it, I have a lot of respect because he is going through the proper channels. Yes. And that makes it something that if you, <clears throat> like with Lyme specifically, look at the nonprofits and see what researchers the nonprofits are backing. Because they work hard for their money. Yes, And they're they do. not going to just give it away to someone that's not going to be credible, do their medical work, and do the paperwork on it. That's right. That's so right. So check into something like that. That's a really good kind of measuring stick that you can go by if you're somebody like me and others that you can kind of filter through the health bullshit scams. Yeah. Well, look, we've we've been pretty rambly at it. But yeah, I we think, have. <laughs> I think we've covered. We have uh, a fair, a fair spectrum of points here. And as usual, there'll be like ten research videos in of the course. show notes. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we can sign off. Yeah. See you next time, guys. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED talk for what seems like ten minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of <laughs> liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. We We have no information on said family. (laughs) We have no information on anything. We know nothing. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.